Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 519, from September 24th, 1997, a Wednesday night show with guest Olive. Adam opens the show with the band Olive in studio. He plugs the upcoming guest and once again mentions Drew Carey, implying that he might actually show up. And right off the bat, Dr. True claims that he can tell Adam has been drinking. Adam reveals he and the band went to dinner before the show, which leads me to believe they either guested previously on the radio show for an unknown appearance, or on the MTV show. Or perhaps it's a morning show connection to his time at K-Rock with Kevin Bean. Maybe met them there. Or possibly they just wanted to hang out with Adam. I don't know. It seems unusual if they would initiate a dinner date, having not previously met. And Dr. Drew explains to Adam how he can notice his changes in affect due to the booze. Adam loudly objects the accusations being thrown at him. As per usual, this is recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. And you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. And if you'd like to support and follow more of my work, please see SuperfanGiovanni.com. Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <sighs> Two. Three, four, Welcome with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you, you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Love Line's meant for an adult audience. Love Line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes, it's true. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Ma'am, Carl, it's Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Tonight, our guest is the band uh, from the UK, Olive. Hi, Olive. Hi. Tomorrow night will be the Cramps, and then uh, Drew Carey will be in here on Sunday. He's uh, he's uh, been drinking, hasn't he? A little bit. Yeah. Why? Who uh, are you talking no. to? I'm just a band. <laughs> they had dinner with you, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they know. You wouldn't admit to it. Yeah, but you don't know from my actions. You just I know can, from... Uh, from your attitude. Listen, don't accost the band that way. These are uh, these are big-time celebrities, Drew. I just barely met them. I was just asking them about you and your behavior at dinner. Well, I had a sociable drink with dinner. I can tell. That's fine. But you can't tell by my attitude or by, by my... Your, yes. Oh, yes. Really? Oh, yes. <laughs> really? I just... I just... Yes. Oh, yes. <clears throat> I was a... serious. I was asking if that was what had happened. What do you mean if that had happened? I hadn't talked Half to you. Half a bottle of wine, right? No. Half a bottle. Yeah. Okay, please. <laughs> Drew, we, we had not... That's the whole point. I didn't speak to you until you got on the mic here. And I All right, but I never distinct... speak to you. Oh, I, you didn't I, notice a very distinct anything. You spoke to the band. A you lot knew we nicer. went out to dinner. You know every time we go out pleasant. to dinner, we have a, we have a we cocktail. We do not, because we never go out to dinner. Yeah, he's jealous because he wasn't asked, was he, Ant? No. That's right. That's true. Well, he went down that road. He went down the ball and chain road. I went down the happy trail <laughs> in my life. He has uh, triplets, Dr. Drew does. Show him, uh, show the band pictures of the triplets, you. so please. You're nicer in a strange way. Yeah, but you're because I'm gregarious. To quicker, but... I'm heading into the surly phase of my drunkenness any moment now, and you're going uh, you're gonna to bear the full brunt of that. <laughs> We've got to turn snacking to a f- <laughs> I wasn't drunk when I used the F word on the air. I was just pissed off. There's a difference. All right, let's talk about uh, Olive. First yeah, off... Only Ruth Ann was interested in this, by the way. No, I was. Well, because oh, she's, 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 a, kids? she's a woman. You Tim, you have two children, right? I've got three. <coughs> oh, three. Oh, it says two girls in your bio. Old bio. Uh, now I've got a little boy as well. Okay. Since the bio, I, now, I, I work quick. How old is the boy? 
He's uh, one and two months. Is it not the case that there are extraordinary biological differences between them? Uh, completely. Unbelievable. I mean, I mean, he's Immediately. He's one and a half. I know. And tractors, all, all of a sudden, yes. everything is Wait till he starts picking everything long up and poking it at you. Yeah. Well, I think he's probably that started th- doing that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I, I rented that this weekend. <laughs> no, it... Yeah, well, all right, let's go there for just a second before we talk about the band. People always talk about how society is molding the youth of America, or the youth of the world for that matter. We're imposing our will upon the kids. We're forcing little Susie to play with uh, dolls, and we're forcing Bobby to play with cap guns and trucks, and we're basically taking our sexuality and our roles, and we're thrusting it upon these poor androgynous kids who could go either way. But this is totally wrong if you have kids, right? It's yeah. I mean, it's so obviously wrong. I mean, we we would give anything to to pry our girl, our daughter, away from the boas and uh, sparkly dresses, right? And we we went out of our way to avoid all that. You'd do anything to pry your wife away from that junk too, wouldn't oh, you? Oh yeah. Girl? <laughs> and the boys, uh, what are they into? Hammers. Anything, <laughs> anything long and pointed. <laughs> uh, trucks, dinosaurs. So there has to be a, a phallic theme to whatever it is. <laughs> it is basically being a boy is uh, taking a phallus and beating a friend with it. That's it. That's, That's basically it. what you learn as a child. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about Olive for a second. For, debut CD or album. Extra Virgin. Like an idiot, took me about ten minutes to get the whole extra virgin and the olive thing. I'm 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 guessing that's the connection, but a cool title anyway. First CD, uh, huge in the UK, and now getting some airplay out here in the United States. And you guys have come here to sort of test the waters, not a full-blown tour. Just putting the little toe in at the moment. Right. And, uh, Tim, you were in Simply Red, right? Yeah. And I was reading the bio, and you were saying in the bio that you didn't experience as much success in the United States with Simply Red as, as you may have liked. But I thought they were pretty big out here. Um there was a couple of number one singles, but the albums didn't sell as well as they did in Europe. In Europe, it was huge, and, and here it was... Uh, I suppose they just uh, we expected more than we got, really. Right. Just because of what it did in Europe, it went completely berserk over there. And uh, now that's done, and you've uh, started up... Well, I guess... There, when did that finish up, the Simply Red the years? Last, the last one I did was Stars. I think they've done one more album since I left, and then there's been a greatest hit, I think, since then as well. Do you see any money out of that greatest hit stuff? <laughs> Yep. Oh, good. Did you write any of those songs? Um, one. <laughs> in f- well, not on my own either. It was a co-write. I didn't really get involved in the writing, which is one of the reasons why I was really keen to do this. Right. All right. So now you're uh, going a little different direction and doing your doing your own thing. That's right. In, in a way. Well, because I don't want to diss the other band members that are uh, here, which would be uh, Tony and uh, Ruth Ann. Tony, by the way, who's not on the bio, I thought it was someone else the entire time. But uh, Tony, who I sat next to, I believe it was dark in there, yeah, for a uh, better part of the meal. Had you changed your shirt before you went to dinner? No, this is what I wore. No, no, I mean, since last night. You Had but, I showered? You, I took a yeah. shower today. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Yes. Oh, oh yes. I, I knew the band was coming in tonight. It's I huge. wanted to adjust you up. And Tony, I believe, uh, had been listening to the show and called it Saucy. And I thought to myself, how refreshing to be called saucy. <laughs> you know, because we're usually called uh, dirty. And that has such a negative connotation. Right. I mean, dirt is something you you wipe your shoes before you go in the house because there's dirt yeah. on them. But sauce, 
Sauce is something you, you put in a ladle and you put it over something before you put it's it in your it mouth. It yes, better. it's an enhancement. So the new uh, working title of the show will be The Saucy Show. I yeah. thank you for that. It's Tony gets some money for that, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, because we don't get any money either. All right, uh, in store at the uh, Virgin Mega Store on Sunset tomorrow. And, uh, of course, the fabulous Kevin and Bean show tomorrow. I will see you guys out there at uh, K-Rock. Don't come here tomorrow morning, by the way. They'll not be here. Friday at the Hollywood Athletic Club. Saturday with uh, in San Diego with 91X and uh, Taxi. And uh, then Sunday, it's off to the fabulous uh, Canada. You guys been to Canada? Uh, I don't know. Huh? What? Tim uh, has. Tim has, yeah. You like it there? Yeah, I think it's it's very beautiful there, as far as I can remember. We just had uh, Our Lady Peace in last night, who's a Canadian band. And uh, they, so far, everyone uh, I've met from Canada I like, except for the Cowboy Junkies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very mean people, those Cowboy Junkies. Yeah. You know, what's up with that? They well, weren't Canadian. Know. Yeah. They what? They weren't Canadian, were they? No, they were Canadian. Really? Yeah. All right, so we're 50-50 on you know, there's Canadians. There's, there's so many different cultures up there, too. And the Brits, i got to tell you, we either love or we hate them. They really run the gamut. So far? Same as us, really. <laughs> <laughs> we either hate them today or love them today. Do you think there are, uh, you know, large fundamental differences between uh, people in the United States and people in, in Britain? I mean, yes. can you... Yeah. <laughs> Huge. Well, either you all have a hearing problem over here or you just love talking really loud. Yeah, we're very excitable. <laughs> very. I'm louder than most, though, i got to tell you. I was at the uh, dentist's office making a personal call the other morning. Yesterday morning, as a matter of fact, and after I was done with the call, the dentist came in and told me to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? You're disturbing the people who are getting their teeth drilled. <laughs> you're, you're, you're disturbing the anesthesia I'm trying to deliver. The so, noise that's coming out of your mouth is worse than the drill bit. I'm curious. What other differences do you guys observe? I'm curious. Um, everything's just so much bigger. Bigger, like, yeah. We just had a meal tonight. The food, yeah, and yeah, yeah. The starter bigger. was fine. That was, that's a big meal for yeah, me. That. Yeah. Oh, really? Because I was driving home thinking, we got rooked. There wasn't <laughs> enough grub on that table. I had, see, I don't like to deal with dallops. There were dallops of things on my, what? uh, what is that? well, I, or dollops. Dollops. Yeah. Yes, okay. I got the I got well. How far away is dollop and dollop? Dollop <laughs> sounds yeah. like a disease. I'm afraid <laughs> you have to hold your nose and uh, lose a few IQ points to do the American <laughs> accent. But uh, I got the swordfish, and it was broken up into these like medallions, these three little medallions, and then I got this sort of swirl of mashed potatoes. I like the mashed potatoes like the size they give you in prison. Terrain. <laughs> Where the uh, 700 pound black guy with the hairnet just reaches into the vat and just slaps it down onto the tray. That kind of don't come back and bother us for any more portion. This was just the uh, dollop in the medallion. <laughs> Not into the garni. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because I tend to eat anything that's on the plate. So if you put like a bay leaf down there, I'm putting it in my mouth. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll, uh, we'll hear uh, the, uh, the single that's causing all the ruckus here in the United States and that was uh, so big for you in the U.K., so everyone knows who we're talking about. Uh, the name of the band is Olive. The name of the CD is Extra Virgin. And this one is called You're Not Alone.
You're not alone. From Olive, off of the Extra Virgin CD, which is uh, their Virgin CD. And uh, it is out now here in the United States. I think so, yeah. yeah. It better be, because uh, everyone's better playing it on the radio. <laughs> They're getting it somewhere. All right, let's go to the phones. Sky. Hey. Hey, you're 15. Hey, um, I love you guys. I really do. I think you guys are great. Um Okay, I have a question for Dr. Drew yes, and ma'am. for you, but I need to ask him this question real quick. Um, what is the brain flu? The what? The brain flu. I have no idea what you're talking about. In what context did you hear this? Oh, um, a friend of mine lives in San Diego, and she said it's going down there in Southern California. The brain flu? Yeah. Yeah, it's been going around here for a while. <laughs> I think, you, uh, I'm assuming they, that you're referring to a virus that infects the brain. Is that right? Um, they say it kind of like makes you nauseous and stuff. The brain and it makes you blurred speech. And are you talking about? It's called the. Uh, that's called the alcoholism. Well, there's <laughs> the brain Encephalitis is a virus that can infect the brain and make you very sick. And there's sort of in the news lately, Jakob Kreutzfeldt disease, the mad cow disease that yeah. uh, that's public, always you know, <laughs> became very popular. Oh, you guys brought that over on actually, your carry-on, didn't actually you? It was <laughs> originally <laughs> called Kuru. It was, it was studied in the South Pacific before it ever became popularized over here. But and that's, a, that's a progressive dementing illness. And uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Sky. I'm sorry. Uh, what else can we do for you? Okay, well, um, I have a problem. My boyfriend and I you know, had sex once. And he likes wants to do it all the time, and it's like the first time wasn't so good, you know. But um, he like nags me all the time, and it's I really don't like it that much. Uh, yeah, so. I suspect every boyfriend she ever has now will sort of fall into that category. Of what nagging her for sex? Yeah. Well, what do you mean? I mean that's what guys do. Oh yeah, especially I mean once he's had his uh, first taste of sex, uh, it's going to be hard to you know get that out of his mouth for a while. Oh, no, it's not his first taste at all. Oh. <laughs> I know well, that first He's, had, he's uh, sampled the sex buffet before? Yes. How many women has he been with? Oh, uh, he said he had at least four girlfriends. How old is he? Before me. He's 15. Jesus Christ. Wow. This guy slept with four women before you and he's 15? Uh-huh. Oh, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> what 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 do you I hate ex- guys like that? What do you expect? When I was fifteen, I was playing with Lincoln Logs and uh, watching a Davy and Goliath at home, uh, crying with my pants around my ankles. <laughs> Certainly not on a uh, you know sex rampage like this guy is. What's his name? Duke. What is his name? It's not. What is it? Scott? Brett? What's a guy's name? Scott. His name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's one of those names. Yeah. Okay, it's a good sex name. (laughs) Adam apparently is not a good sex name. So you want to know what, how to enjoy it or how to talk him out of it or what? I really don't enjoy it at all. Right. I've I've done before with others, but I really do not enjoy it at all. How old were you when you became sexually active? Uh, Fourteen. Under what circumstances? What do you mean? (laughs) Uh, If it's something you don't enjoy, why do you do it? Well, I don't know. I really don't enjoy it that often. Why do you do it? Why do I do it? Because yeah. I love them. <laughs> uh, that's not a good excuse. Not a good reason. True. You have a, a dog at home, don't do you not? Yeah. love you, the dog. You love the dog. Yeah. You ever have sex with no. the dog? No. No? And lots oh, of things the dogs like me to do, I don't do. Really? And the dog stays around. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's a good example. That's a good dog. That's a good dog. Okay. Sky, you, you see what we're getting at here? Huh? No. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> All right. But here's the... 
here's the situation, Sky. But, but I don't know. R- Ruth Ann, maybe um, you could shed some light on this. Many young women who call in tell us that they didn't enjoy their first sexual no, experience. No, more importantly, they don't want to be sexually active, and they just do it to try to satisfy the guy and keep the guy, to yeah. trick him into staying in the relationship. Oh, great, the abusive schmuck isn't still in the relationship well, with me because wait a minute. I slept True. with him. Just because a guy wants sex does not make him abusive. A 15-year-old has been with four women already. I, I just He's suspicious. A poor victim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you don't think he's going to stay around very long, Sky, do you? Oh, uh, we've been together for like six, seven months. Okay, that's uh, one-third so he, of her life. And, so. he'd been, and he'd been with four other women by the time that he was 14. What? How, how young did he start? I have no idea. I never asked him. When he was an embryo, by the same Yes. Uh, doctor slapped him. He humped the nurse, and that was his first, uh, <laughs> that was his first victim right there. <laughs> okay. I think you should not just let, tell him to, to either be patient or go away, basically, because whether or not he gets what he wants from you, he's still going to leave in the end. You're very young, and there's going to be a lot more uh, guys around who are going to be more responsible about it. So tell him. Yeah, you, when you're young, you tend to think this is it. It's this or or you're going to be some sort of a spinstress for the rest of your life, uh, driving the meals on wheels or, van. Or it's, or it's this, there's, there's no one else. You become fixated on whoever you happen to be with. Well, my sisters are very, um, they keep telling me that I should, you know. And should what? Mm-hmm. Boy, I'm, I'm getting ready to gamble on Sky yeah, here. Yeah, of course, of course. What's going on with you, Sky? Well, it depends on what you mean by that. Where's your dad? My dad, uh, he divorced. Mm-hmm. Do you have any relationship with him? No, I don't even know him. Was I don't he? Know him at yeah. all. Uh huh. How old are your sisters? Oh, they're the same age as we. What kind of guys does your mom bring around? We're triplets. Huh? Oh my God. Oh. oh. Get ready, Drew. Oh. This is it. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, Drew's now officially checked out. Drew has to internalize almost every call we get, and uh, you know it's fine if it's just one person, but if it's triplets, he. he um, takes whatever calls the triplets are putting out and, and pastes them right over his triplets. So uh, now uh, his triplets are going to turn into the sex triplets, like uh, Sky and family. So they're all 15 and they're all sexually active. And we're all identical girls. And, and imagine what kind of a, a, sh- a jerk her dad was. Mom has three girls. And he, oh, I'm checking out. I can't stand this. Well, it's not like he had uh, quintuplets, true. Come on, let's be fair. Horrible. Yeah, could you imagine leaving a young... How old was your mom when you were born? Oh, I don't know. She's like in her 20s, I guess, like 24, 25. Is she 39 now? Uh, no, she's 40. Okay. Okay. Well, that's right about in there. And Dad just picked up and left immediately. Well, um, he left when we were like three. All right. So you could take care of yourself by then. <laughs> no triplets. Yeah. They get along. Oh, God. All right, Sky. listen. Don't do anything you're not comfortable with. And don't get into the same predicament that your mom got into. You understand? And tell your sisters to uh, uh, start listening up and not going down that road themselves. Because I smell trouble for the three of you, quite frankly. Uh, Dad was not around, and I think you both are going to get into the same kind of trouble Mama got into 15 years ago. More than both. Mm -hmm. All right, Sky. Okay. All right. Oh, boy. That's never going to work. No, she didn't didn't hear a word you said. Beth, you're 21. You're on with Olive. Hi. Hey. Um, I have a question. Um, about my boyfriend, I suppose. He's uh, 19. He's two years younger than I am. And this is his first serious relationship. And he's having a lot of problems with sort of, I guess, emotional insecurity. 
and it's really starting to become a barrier for us because I really I feel like I can't talk to him about anything because I All right, Beth, know. hold on a second. Yeah. That's really boring. I want to get to a more exciting call, and then we'll go to break, and we'll tease that one, and then we'll get to Beth uh, at uh, some point in the show pretty soon. Don't worry. Allison? Yeah. You're 25. Yeah. What's up with you? Um, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have been diagnosed with um, MPD since I was about 16. Multiple personality disorder. Okay. This is good. <laughs> All right. I want you to put the uh, funny gregarious one uh, on the line when we come back, Allison. All right. All right. We'll get to, uh, we'll get to the bottom of this uh, syndrome with uh, Olive and Drew. Line, I'll be right back after we kill the singer. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. You know, we love hearing from you, so keep on sending those tweets and comments because we read every one of them. Your opinion is important. That's why we don't want you to miss the chance to take our listener survey at podcastone.com. You see, your responses will help us make this show the very best it can be. It's not a lot of effort because it'll only take you about three minutes, and you'll get the instant gratification that comes with knowing that you helped us get better. So do it now. Take the survey at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. And don't forget, keep those tweets and comments coming. Hello, I'm Simon LeBron. And I'm Warren Cucurulla from Duran Duran. You're listening to Love Lines with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Mwah. Just for you. Oh, that band is very into their sexuality. That Warren Cucurulla, I was just close to doing him last time he was in here. Yeah, but that's just uh, Oh, back that, on October things. 9th, uh, producer Ann. Who? The, the, all of uh, Duran Duran or? We can't hear you, Ann. Nick Warren and Simon will be in here. Very good. And, you know, John Taylor is one of the nicest guys in Very the world, nice too, guy. but yeah. I guess not doing any Duran Duran stuff anymore. Well, we'll bring them in separately. Anyway, uh, Tony, Ruth Ann, and Tim are in here tonight from the band uh, Olive from the U.K. in the United States uh, just to do some uh, select appearances and uh, whatnot. And uh, they're in the Loveline studio tonight, and we're going back to the phones. Allison. Yes. Go ahead and ask the question. Um... Like I said, I have a question for Dr. Drew about, well, I was diagnosed with MPD since I was 15. I, my basic question basically is, um, who sh- how should I know who to trust with this kind of information? Uh, All right, so that's multiple personality disorder. Now, people that have MPD typically were severely abused at a relatively young age. What happened to you, Allison? Um, lots. What? Um, everything from physical to sexual to mental. Um, uh... Ritualistic abuse? Um, no. Um, mostly, the most severe stuff was basically the sexual. For example, my, I got pregnant from my dad when I was 11. Mm. And the baby died when it was one from mental retardation and physical deformities. Mm. Oh. And as a a very small child, um, I was 
uh, maliciously uh, beaten and uh, sexually abused from age about three to six mm. by my female babysitter and her son. Oh, my God. How old was her son? A teenager at the time. I don't know the exact age. Oh, that's um, so bizarre. Yeah, and uh, a lot of mental neglect at home. Uh, well, forget right. about neglect. I mean, um, uh, I, I don't make light of it, for, yeah. but that's a, that's a holiday, yeah. the neglect yeah. part. I mean, uh, that's uh, that's Club Med for you compared to what's been going on in your life. How, yeah. as far as the, the babysitter, like because your dad didn't start abusing you until, sexually abusing you until later on? Um, that is the only thing that I or that I know of, of the personalities that know about, that I've come with the information, know about right now. To the different, when, when she gets, when they get abused, they, they, the personality fractures into pieces, basically. And, yeah. And it, some personalities will be aware of the memories and others will not have So it's to. almost as if another person was um, it's a way of, it's a way molested of, by her father? Uh, in a way, possibly at least. Well, we don't know who we're talking. To. You know, she, we're talking to one of the personalities. Now. Is there is there a, a leader? Yeah, there's usually an executive sort of in charge. I, I really, I'd like to be is, that. Is that you, Allison? Allison could I be yeah, the executive I'm, personality in your life? I'm I'm called the coordinator. Yeah, the coordinator. Usually, there's one that sort of coordinates or executive. Right. I don't even have one personality. That's my problem. The host is is the body, like yeah. the the one that was born and yeah, is, that while. you know goes one to whatever age my body is yeah how how many do you have do you do you reckon well, you know? that i know of yeah. right now i have 16 yeah. that i know of see i'm continuously finding out about new ones i know there are they all female uh, no um there are a couple males and some that don't even have a sex hmm. and does androgynous it's like you Drew. do they have uh, do they have names all of them oh yeah um most of them some of them don't there's hmm. two that don't have names you just call them like dude or guy or something like when um, I can't remember no, someone's name. Kind of thing too. Like sub levels, they're kind of um, identities. They're so, not, but they're not really. Well, it's good. That you, it sounds like you're you're pretty aware of all this. Oh, have you had some, you had some uh, treatment? Bizarre. Um, I was on a specialized unit at Shepherd Pratt when I was yeah. a teenager. Okay, so you've had you've had some treatment for this, and that's why yeah. you're sort of. But is, is the object to take the administrator or the um, the host? I think I would be if if Loveline was a multiple personality show. I think I would have to be the um, the coordinator. You know, you'd be <laughs> the host. Yeah, yeah, but I certainly wouldn't be the sidekick that I'm referred to in so many articles. Um, is the idea to get um, the rest of them sort of eliminated and let the host no, uh, take it's, over it's full time? Integrating it back together. So it's all fragmented into pieces, and the idea is of putting it back together. It's kind of putting a puzzle together. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't it? You have to doesn't make work a very whole well. picture. It's very difficult to do that. Yeah. And it's a debate about what this actually is. Is this some kind of artifact of something else? And how do you treat it and how do you contain it? And that See, my kind of problem... Thing. Uh, well, let me ask you this, Allison. Yeah. I didn't even... Well, I guess I did know. But, I mean, can, you can become pregnant at 11? Yeah, well, sure. I was menstruating at 9. Yeah. Uh, in my family, we start young. Oh, my it, mother started young. All right. Okay. And, and, and wh where, uh, where's right. your dad now? Um, he's in another county. Have you gone off after any of these people? Um. I mean, legally? Well, we, we wanted to kind of stay away from that because 
well, at first with my father, it didn't come out till like they found out five months into the pregnancy. No. Um, the charges were filed, and okay. he because of a slip of the court, the way they uh, charged him. They had to let him go. All right. Well, let me yell for just one second. Uh, I just had to pay $2,000 to the IRS uh, last week. For what? Never seemed to slip up over there. Those guys are very on top of things. Yeah. Uh, When it comes to a rape and incest, uh, there's paperwork that's lost. Uh, There's people looking the other way. There's slip-ups. The IRS, uh, you know what we need to do? We need to take some of the a-holes from the IRS and get them involved with the the, um, judicial system here in in prosecuting dangerous criminals because these are the most efficient people in the world. They never screw up. They never slip up. I can't believe uh, there's some sort of technicality or some sort of screw-up that let this guy off. He right. wasn't completely let right. off. Right. Alice, let, let's get back to your question. The question was, whom should you share this with? Right, uh, who, because... I mean, how do you deal with it without freaking somebody out? And uh, Either they freak out, they treat it like there is no such thing as it, or they play like it's a game. Yeah. A lot of people will say, oh, switch for me, switch for me, yeah. or, you know, treat it like it's some sort of game. Well... Very sensitive. Uh, understand that it is going to be difficult for people to understand and accept right. this, and they're going to each deal with it in their own way. Right. And it's obviously something you should reserve for people who care about you. Mm-hmm. And it's something that needs to be brought out relatively early in relationships so people don't feel deceived or as though you've been untruthful or that they don't know who you are, so to speak, that they, they, they get to know you as you with your accompanying problem. Mm-hmm. Um, now, who that is and when that is, uh, these are very difficult decisions. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think people that you have ongoing relationships with should know about this so they can support you as best they possibly can. But are, are you in therapy right now? Right no. now, no. Shouldn't uh, shouldn't that be part of the plan? Yes. They charge you. Uh, they just charge one rate, though, right? Uh, it's about ninety dollars a session. No, Adam wants to know if each personality has to get oh, charged. Oh, because I mean, you've got to get some sort of group discount if they're going to do it that way. Because imagine seventeen hundred bucks for fifty minutes, and the guy's not even listening half the time. My dad's a shrink. I know these guys work. He's undressing you with his eyes uh, while while you're telling me his problems. All right, Allison, a tough problem. You sound fairly uh, tuned into this, so to speak. You're yeah. insightful. Oh. You understand oh. what you're dealing with. I mean, imagine. Stay with treatment. Stay contained and uh, try to oh. be around people who are very supportive. Oh. Oh. I want, see, what I would like done in, in this society, but uh, all of society for that matter, I want parents held responsible for what they do to their children. I mean, I sort of think we have this mentality, which is, well, your kid's your property. And it's almost like, look, if you want to... It's the only property they don't screw with. (laughs) Think about that. What do you mean? The the government. Right, which is is really weird. Yeah, that's a very interesting point, meaning in this country, you want to drive a car? Good. You have to show proof of insurance. Uh, you have to register it each year. You have, you know, you get any can't parking park tickets. You can't let it slide. You have to get a smog certificate each year. There's many, many uh, avenues you have to go through in order just to drive a vehicle. If you want to own a house, you have to pay all sorts of taxes and whatnot. If you want to do even minor improvements to your house, you have to go pull permits, get an architect, get people to sign off. You can't take a crap 
in this country. I mean, you can't have, you couldn't grow a marijuana plant in your backyard without some federal agent um, helicopter. repelling from a helicopter <laughs> yeah. and tearing it out and, uh, you know, tackling you on your lawn in your underwear in front of your neighbors. I know it's happened to me. I mean, I mean, I saw it on TV. The point is, is though, when you have a kid, hey, do what you want. It's your kid. This is America. No, it's, oh, it's your pro- we can't intrude in that privacy. No, we can't. That's a sacred bond. What about the bond I got with my car? What about the bond I got with my pot plant? What about my alleged pot plant? What about the bond I have with my house? What about these sacred bonds? I'm a bachelor. This is my kid. The house, that's my kid. I want that bond. I don't want it provoked. Or broken. Yes, I, I believe that these parents need to be held accountable for what they do. Imagine uh, what was done to this uh, poor woman over the it's years. It's starting oh. to happen. It is starting to happen. That oh, parents good. Are being held accountable for this stuff, but All slowly. Right. All right, let's let's uh, tease a happy we'll call through, that, please. Wow, that was really wild. I didn't know that there was a dominant personality yeah, that sort of yeah. had to. Uh... <sighs> Christopher. Yes. Hey, you're 25. Hey, how you doing? Good. Nice to talk to you. I've been listening to you pretty regularly for a long time. And, um, Mike, actually, I had a suggestion, first of all, that you guys um, put together a compilation of all the awesome songs and the lead-ins you have. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like, uh, some really good music on there. Some of it, I don't even know what it is. Anyways. Um, <laughs> well, wait a minute. What? Uh, Christopher. Yeah. we got to go to break. I know I'm supposed to let you ask your question. Okay. But it just reminded me. Hold on a second. What is this question, by the way, Drew? Can you read it on it? Uh, advice you give to women who want to have breast reduction. All right, well, all right. So we'll talk about breast. But we were sitting here listening uh, to the uh, "You're Not Alone" song by Olive um, last night. Was it? I think it was, it was two, two nights, nights ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're listening during the commercial because uh, Ann said uh, story, Olive is coming is... on in a, in a couple of days, and I said, uh, "Let's hear the let's hear the song." And we're sitting in here listening to it, and Drew and I are going, well, let's see, do we know this song? And then this one riff of the song came in, and we went, oh, yeah, this sounds real familiar. Yeah, we know this part. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, Drew, don't we use this part when we're coming out of commercials? And Drew goes, yeah, yeah, that's the part. And uh, what Engineer Mike had done is uh, just potted your song down and potted up the part about us coming out of commercials and we're sitting here like idiots commenting uh, over the air on it and uh, in fact we were coming out of a commercial it was one of those had to be here kind yeah. of uh, second time you tried to tell that story and it didn't go i know but you know what the third and fourth time i'm gonna nail it i'll tell you that right now all right olive is here uh we're gonna talk to christopher about breast reduction and um everything else after this all of my most sensitive areas were inflamed. Really? Loveline will be right back to deal with inflamed sensitive areas. This is Dr. Drew for True Car. Everyone is talking about transparency these days, a word you hear a lot because people want it. So when it comes to making a big purchase, like perhaps buying a new car, you expect some transparency in the buying process. This is a process that gives you the confidence to know you're getting the fair deal, right? So you can really look at all the details. To understand the power of transparency, you need to check out TrueCar and TrueCar's mobile app. TrueCar not only can configure the car you want and how you want it, but you can see what others actually paid for the same car you're looking for. Down to the zip code, so right in your area, you see the very same car. So you know what you can expect to pay for the car you want. 
Pretty transparent, right? And once you decide on that car, you can lock in guaranteed savings on an average over $3,000 off MSRP. Then you're connected with a trusted True Car certified dealer that will honor your savings without any negotiation, no shenanigans. So when you're ready for a new, transparent car buying experience, save time, save money, and never overpay. Download the True Car app today. Hi, I'm Saffron. I'm Tim. Johnny Glue. We're Republica, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carollo and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Smash mouth? Yeah. Tony, Ruth Ann, and Tim are all in here tonight from Olive. And uh, Drew was just explaining to the... uh, Frightened guess how violent <laughs> this country was. Drew, uh, it, Drew has a uh, plan, which is all the guests that come in from abroad, uh, he basically uh, fills their head with violent propaganda during the break, and then they just go back scared to wherever they came from, <laughs> uh, vowing never to return. That's not too bad, is it? This is a violent culture, United States. Terror, right. I mean, as the world, uh, you know, the world's community, we, this is a, internally a violent culture. Canada is not like that. No, it's not. It's all beer and the strip bars yeah, over there. That's right. People talking about hockey and having a good time. It's, it's different up there. Yeah, it's not so violent in the uh, UK, is it? Not like this. No, no, no not on this scale. Let's go home now, please. Well, the the, the, uh, <laughs> the cops just started carrying guns, didn't they? Or do no. do they still don't no, carry they guns? Do a bit, Only yeah. um, yeah. like in London, where there's Should if they know there's going to be sort of like oh. some chance of violence at a. A demonstration or something like I'm that. I'm telling you, you can walk through Hyde Park at two in the morning, and everybody will advise, "Don't, don't go there. There might be a pickpocket out there." Like Oliver Twist type yeah, of guy. I, coming I, th- up. I, th- I thought you'd have to like wear, wear our body armor and carry a weapon and go out in Hyde Park. They're like, oh, oh no, a pickpocket. Be careful. Could you imagine for just one moment uh, the ab- absurd notion of cops in this country, especially Los Angeles, not carrying guns? I mean, could you... There are people advocate that. You're going to get a million calls right now. What do you mean? There are people advocate that. The cops don't carry guns? Well, mm. it, listen, as long as there's a gun store in every corner, I mean, when the cops, you know, when they had this, uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this, Shootout. but over here in my hometown of North Hollywood, I knew we'd get on the map yeah. eventually. <laughs> uh, these guys robbed the bank. This was about oh, two months ago, three months ago now. At least. Yeah, all right, just go along go ahead, for right, Christ's sake. Go ahead, like, they're going to know the difference. <laughs> this was uh, a few weeks back. And these guys uh, did a uh, armed bank robbery. And they're two big guys, and they were covered uh, from head to toe with body armor. Uh, you know, flak jackets and all this stuff. And they both had these automatic weapons with uh, banana clips in them that held 100, I don't know, 150 rounds. And basically... That's what it was. They were just walking out of the bank, and the cops had surrounded them completely, and they were just standing there, just uh, spraying bullets uh, all over the town and all over the cop cars. And and the cops only had uh, the revolvers and their shotguns and whatever it is they carry, which uh, you know I know in Britain is considered an arsenal. Here, it's uh, you're traveling light. When you just got a shotgun and a, a sidearm, described it like something out of a horror movie where the, the monsters come at you, just keeps coming, and the bullets are bouncing off them and <laughs> right. So to the, the, the part that's uh, most amusing about this story is the cops said, "We need more firepower." 
there's a gun store down the street. Two blocks away. They went to the gun store down the street and, you know, and, and like broke in and took some assault rifles. So some poor bastard, some poor uh, uh, white uh, supremacist separatist type. I had that on like back order. <laughs> I hope they gave him a break on it when he got it back and the thing was uh, smoking. But uh, the point is, is they just w walked right in there and they, you know, took a bunch of assault rifles and went back up the street and started firing, uh, firing back. But I thought, geez, that is a uh, boy, that is a very scary situation. But the thing, I, like I said, that I found most ironic about it is that the gun store uh, had more firepower than the, than the police did. <laughs> oh, boy. And you guys, <laughs> if this ever happened in the U.K., guys with those uh, pointy bobby hats and the... Uh, <laughs> truncheons. Oh, that would have been it. Truncheons, yeah. <laughs> You guys are throwing a um, um, hard. Uh, I was trying to think of what the hell's that? Uh, scuppers, sconers, uh, scapers. Uh, Scones? No, no. What is that? What is the English muffin? Crumpet. Crumpets. Oh, I don't even know if they have English muffins in England. They have uh, yeah, crumpets. Do. All right. Have we have handcuffs, though. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, boy. That's just a breakthrough recently, like the last <laughs> and six those months. New batons. They've extended oh, yeah. the batons. Right, batons. Are a bit yeah. harder. They're going to flip up and get well, longer. Oh, oh, telescopic like, yeah. batons. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, if you pull one of those telescopic uh, batons out here, the uh, guy just start laughing at you and shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher. Yeah, Adam, hey, about your firepower. Um, the LAPD did finally get their weaponry. They, yeah, I heard uh, that. They stepped up to uh, the rest of the community. Yeah. As it were. <laughs> right, they were lagging behind the times. Yeah. No, they got about 100 rifles now, automatic rifles. Yeah, the uh, military, I think, donated a bunch of automatic stuff. Oh, good. A bunch of used ones. <laughs> yeah. okay. Christopher, what's going on? Um, about uh, the breast reduction, the advice you guys give. Um, I just have one thing to say. Have you ever looked at uh, the ballet dancers and the weightlifters, prof women, professionals, weightlifters? Yes. You know how they're all pretty, it's pretty small? Yes. Why uh, Why don't women, instead of spending all this money on uh, operations, try to work out? And uh, maybe, I don't know, because I guess, I guess working out builds muscle and loses fat. It would make a big difference in uh, the size of their breasts, I think. Well, Christopher, if, if, you, uh, if you know the show, the last breast reduction call we got, the woman said she was a little bit curvaceous, and yeah. I suggested that she you know, lose the, the weight, then see how the breasts are doing, and then get it. But for some women, they just have huge breasts, and there's nothing they can do, and they don't normally go into bodybuilding. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the point. Women like that don't go into bodybuilding. Maybe there's something to do with why women go into bodybuilding. Well, they don't need to go into bodybuilding. they got those huge cans. I mean, <laughs> what are they? They're going to get attention. Uh, I mean, come on. Yeah, uh, obviously, obviously, a lot of women say this. I, I'm not a woman, but I've studied the woman anatomy quite extensively. And they say when you lose weight, uh, the first place it goes is the breast. Is it, would you say this is true? Um, I don't know, really, because I'm one of those people who stuffs the face and don't put any weight on or lose it particularly. So I don't really know. It's a great deal of difference. But I know that other girls sort of say it's either the breasts or the the top of the legs, the thighs, yeah. Right. So I, I, I guess, uh, and and I guess if you were a, uh, if you're a plastic surgeon, I guess you would have to suggest that if a woman came in who was overweight, who well, wanted a I breast think, reduction, yeah, surgeons, right? Plastic surgeons do typically ask people to do what they can for themselves first. 
Really? Yeah. That doesn't sound like uh, mm. what a plastic surgeon would say. Yeah, they, they say, try fixing your nose uh, no, no, yourself no, no. before I, I work really on body it. body stuff <laughs> and liposuction and things. I'm, I'm sure they don't want to <laughs> use it as a way of weight I don't know. I think they're fairly unscrupulous and like to drum up money wherever they can. Yvette? Yes. You're 22. Hi, Adam. Hey. Hey. Um, I just want to say hi to the band. Hi. 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 And um, I'm not familiar with you, but you sound good. And I can't wait to hear more of the album. Well, you can go out and get it. And I'm chopped liver. Huh? <laughs> oh, and Drew's chopped liver <laughs> over there? Hi, Drew. <laughs> Hi, man. All right. Okay. Um, I have a general question uh, for Drew. Um, how You're fat. Can... Uh, Drew, please, don't lash out that way. She has a question. <laughs> Drew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how can you generally make a father be financially responsible for his kids? What... Where can one begin? With a lawyer. Okay. Um, how about as far as um, if if uh, if the mother doesn't have any money? With the police. I mean, what, what are you asking? Uh, are you the mother? Yeah. And you and you have an adult father of the child who is not following through on his financial responsibility. Right. Yeah, they've they've made pretty pretty big strides in this department over the last few years, so I hear. There's all sorts of groups and nonprofit organizations and stuff you can contact that are help you out well, with just, that. Just start with the Department of Social Services. They should be able to help you. Yeah, okay. they're going after these guys yeah, now. Uh, they, he will be uh, uh-huh. called so, to task. So call the Department of Social Services. How old is your child? My son is four. My daughter is six months. Oh, boy. How do you support them? Did you really need the the second one, uh, Yvette? <laughs> well, he talked me. He basically made a bunch of uh, lies to me and said that we were going to get married and all that stuff, and he never followed through. How do you support yourself? Um, I've had jobs. My family is very supportive. Um, Did you, you answer know, the I, question? I've been saving a lot of money. Um, How do you save money when you have two kids? Uh, there's ways to do it. My my, uh, we live with my family, with my parents. Okay, that's how you support yourself. Somebody yeah. else takes care of you. Okay. But, I mean, he needs to be responsible for his kids. Yeah. I Does he? Is he interested in seeing his kids at all? Barely. Mm. Can you imagine that? He, he was so supportive in the beginning. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. yeah I, doesn't I, he want to see them? Doesn't he want to take care of them and? Um. Well, I don't know. He's just more into, uh, I don't know, other things, other... What drug? I don't know. Pot? I, I honestly don't know. What does he do? He He's, <laughs> he's just into his, his own thing. What's he do for a living? He doesn't. He doesn't work? He doesn't work. So what right. is... <laughs> what are you going to do? Pull the fillings out of his teeth? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Ooh, Yvette, boy, I'm this close to taking those kids away. What? Please. <laughs> Are you you good to your kids? Oh, I love them. All right. Oh God. All right. All right. Oh. You gotta lead well, by example. Well, start, you know. Yeah. Start uh, the world. This is what I. All right. Well, get get a job and let's get to work here. Oh, and def- oh, don't, that's don't, for sure. But yeah. I, I mean, he 
he they need health insurance. Uh, they need their help. I mean, they need their health. Uh, call right, social services and go after the creep that's their dad. I, I wouldn't count on him for much of anything. And the guy, the guy doesn't work. What are you gonna? What well, are they you can into? Require him to get. No, I, I think I think he should have the uh, screws put to him, and I think uh, when he does work, they should get it and all this. I'm just saying, the guy sounds uh, no count if yeah. you ask me. He doesn't take care of his kids now. He's not interested. And he doesn't work. So um, you know, uh, good luck to you. Oh boy, two kids. That's what I. Uh, that's the beauty of this country, by the way. Uh, one is uh, one's one's a hobby. <laughs> you know, one's sort of flukish. Uh, we need two, and then we're thinking about getting married. Yeah. Oh, after the kids have well, the kids yeah. have, uh, well, marriage a is a commitment. It really is true. Yeah, it's huge. You don't jump into something. The like kids, that. <laughs> kids come, kids go. They get older, they move off to college, whatever. But marriage, that's uh, three and a point two years or something. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll be back. Meanwhile, as the faceless evil closes in on the hapless sleeping populace across town in a shanty one-bedroom, an old woman feeds her parakeet. Come on, Chirpy, have some cheese. You love cheese. Since when are you afraid of cheese? Love Line will be right back. Blinds galore. Ah, measuring... Picking out the perfect blind, installing it. Blinds Galore is going to help you every step of the way. We do it here. They do it there. They take care of you, man. We use it at the shop. I use it at my house. It's kind of nice, actually, that you pull the metal chain and you just kind of dial it in. Yeah. Just let the Good right blinds. amount in. Uh, you don't have to leave the house. You don't have to go to the big box store. You don't have to talk to Slack John employee. You just go online. 100% custom made just for you, just for your windows. And... Damn, the the damage that the sun, first off, heats up your house. I mean, picture your, you know when you get in your car on a summer day and the windows all rolled up and you climb in and it's just like a terrarium of death. And you can see the heat signature in the the shadow. Yes, and now it's bleaching out your furniture and your your carpet. If you're like me, the dog. dog. Yeah, the dog (laughs) sits right there. Bleach sunblast. You used to have a black lab. That's right. Molly used to be black lab. (laughs) Free samples, free shipping, and the best. BlindsGalore.com. Go today. Let them know I sent you. That's BlindsGalore.com. Hey, here we go. I knew that show would start sooner or later. Olive is here, so is uh, Drew, so is me, so is you, and Loveline will be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Tony, Ruth Ann, and Tim are all here from Olive, and Dr. Drew is here from Pasadena. I'm here from North Hollywood, and the phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. The Cramps will be in here tomorrow night. I don't think I've ever met the Cramps. You guys ever met the Cramps? Not them. Yeah. You've had them? <laughs> or heard of them? You've had sex with the cramps? 
No, I've had cramps. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, I see. It was a joke. Yeah, see, here in the, yeah, when you say you've had them, <laughs> you know, that, uh, that's... No, well, I've not had them like that. Suffered from right, them. you've had, you've suffered from the cramps. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'd be the world's worst woman. <laughs> yes. I, I, uh, I complain and complain and complain, and I could only imagine what... Could you imagine me oh, on, with that drone with a, with and a all that and, Oh, my God. Oh, the bloating. I I tried to put on a pair of sandals this morning and one shot off and broke the window. Oh, of my feet. I really would. I make a horrible man. I could only think of uh, what kind of horrible woman I would make. <laughs> Probably a better show, though, I'll tell you that. Uh, Brooke. Hello. Hey, you're 29. Yep. Hi, Adam. Hi, Drew. Hi, Brooke. Olive. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Do you have a question? A oh, comment? No. I don't have a question. I had a breast reduction. Oh, okay. And um, I just wanted to talk to you guys about it and clear up some myths that go ahead that you might not know about. What did you start at, by the way? Thirty-eight double D. Oh yes, very and saucy. The very show's saucy. Sassy. You know that. Sassy and saucy. Um, I'm five foot three, and I thought about getting the reduction for about ten years, and um. Just kept thinking that's the wrong thing to do, and I took yoga and did weightlifting, like that guy just suggested. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not the first place. If you're if you have large breasts the way that I did, and most women who get reductions do, they don't go down when you lose weight. I mean, a little bit they will, but they're glandular tissue. They're not just fatty tissue when you're that big. I mean, some women get large-breasted because They've gained a lot of weight, and then they get breasts, and then as soon as they lose it, they go away. But I wasn't like that. Right. Pretty petite. Oh, really? Uh huh. Five three. How much? Um, how much did you weigh back then? Um. Well, my metabolism has changed since I had the reduction. I see. Have... See what God did to you. <laughs> How's that? He's 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 paying you for um for destroying this beautiful breast of yours. No. 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 Okay. I'm thinner now. Oh, I see. Yeah. You're... Um. I weighed probably, I don't know, 140, and now I so weigh you, 125. Your metabolism sped up after yeah. the breast reduction? Yep. Or maybe the breasts were just getting in the way of you feeding yourself. So is your arm <laughs> getting caught or anything like that? No. No. I, I eat pretty much the same, but um, I just have a lot more energy. They took out four pounds total. Oh. And um, <laughs> I know you're thinking four pounds of pure pleasure, but um, it's really... Actually, I was there. Four like what the, the woman was saying. Four bags of sugar. <laughs> the woman the other night on the phone was saying that you get a lot of lewd comments, and I've talked to a lot of women before I had surgery about um, their experience, and we kind of all agreed that you just, when you have big breasts, people just think it's their business to tell you about it. Excuse me. Well, here's what. And that people, men. <laughs> Right, I know about men. Well, women women uh, get get on board with that to some degree too. Did you? Oh, sure. Yes, that's right. It ends up not feeling like a compliment when people say things like, you know, "Hey, big mama," and things like that. You know, every once in a while, some (laughs) man coming up to me and saying, "You know, you have a really nice shape," and I just wanted to tell you that or whatever. And I don't mind that, but um, you can never be anonymous. People kind of just think that. If you stand up straight, that you're flaunting it, <laughs> just because it would stick out so much. Right. And when you have a reduction, I mean, I'm a 36C. I look totally in proportion with, you know, 
with my body now it just it seems even though all my friends were kind of sad because they liked me being so big and saucy well i mean there's a certain mourning process i think uh (laughs) there's a few i've broken it up into these stages the first one is uh, at least for the boyfriend Uh or or i'll refer to as the victim after a breast reduction uh first uh, emotion denial uh, then, uh, uh, then anger is it Drew? <laughs> then uh, grieving and acceptance. I, I can't remember. Maybe I've swapped the last uh, Elizabeth uh, Kubler Ross approach to Kubler Ross stages yes. of grief. Yeah. No, my boyfriend didn't feel any of that. He, he didn't was happy for me because it was hurting my back so much. He was. He didn't want to go for one last uh, grope before you headed in. <laughs> yeah, we had the glass. He did. Grope. He did go for the last grope. But he loves them now. Did he, he really... ask to speak to them alone? Uh, Come here, boys. I want to talk to you for a minute. (laughs) One last request. Man to breast. Man to breast. I'll I'll put the phone on him. Oh, I would have been groping you right there in the gurney. I got to tell you, I would have I would have been there to the bitter bitter end. Well, maybe you have some issues to (laughs) discuss about your relationship with your mother. (laughs) I've I rarely grope my mother if that's what you're insinuating. (laughs) You're looking for that giant tit in the sky to make you feel like a baby again. this is a great idea. Wouldn't it be great if the sun was replaced by giant breasts? <laughs> That'd be hot. And that way, yeah, on really hot, horrible days like it's been in the last few weeks, you could just go out and stand under a tremendous breast. <laughs> well, okay. I just wanted to say that, um, you know, it's such a hard decision. Yeah, no, no woman wants to go under the knife to do this, you know, and um, telling them to to weightlift or I know, it's that ridiculous. Well, look, that, that was one of our bonehead uh, no, listeners, please. No, no, I know. I'm just. I what about the, how, how about the scars? They bother you at all? Um, I had a wonderful surgeon, and every doctor that I've been to, just for whatever reason, you know, that I've been to the doctor since, has really admired my scars. The scars don't bother you. How about the sensitivity of the nipple? Any change there? I got. Yeah, that's fine. No um, change. One of them took a little bit longer for all the nerves to connect up. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay. All right, yeah. you're good. <laughs> good. Uh, I'm going to send a uh, uh, bouquet out to your uh, boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't need one. He's or not unhappy with it. <laughs> you can send one to yourself. <laughs> uh, okay. You know what? I'll probably save on the whole delivery charge and just pick the thing up and bring it home. Just be. All right, Brooke. I've had enough of you and your babbling breasts. <laughs> <sighs> All right. All right, so if you need to do it, you got to do it, and you feel better about yourself. I still don't condone it. Guy, you're 20. Yeah, hey Adam, hey Drew. Hey, all right. Okay, I got a problem. Okay, I've been out of the t- I've been out of the city. I mean the the state for what two years, three years? Uh, two and a, uh, uh, almost three, yeah. Yeah. Okay, then. Anyways, I came back like a couple months ago, you know, to start college out here in Arizona. So I'm kicking back with my roommate, and he introduces me to this girl. So we hit it off and all that. But the thing is, hold that, on, junior college? Huh? Junior college? No, big college. Really? Yeah, I got brains, Adam. Huh, I'm totally confused. <laughs> what uh, what college are you going to? Long Beach. No, oh, okay. State, I was gonna say yeah, state. state. Yeah, all right. <laughs> That's a four-year junior college you're going to. All right. Well, anyways. I mean, this girl, we hit it off, and then, you know, all of a sudden, I'm, like, looking at her, like, dude, she reminds me of somebody, somebody familiar. And then, you know, and then she's talking to people, and I'm, like, oh, my God, dude, it's my ex-best friend's sister. Your ex-best friend's sister, okay. 
Yeah, and like last time I seen her, she was like what, thirteen, fourteen years old. Mm. And now I'm like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I remember we saw her on her thirteenth birthday. And then you, I think you saw her twice after that. So, yeah, probably going on fourteen because it was yeah. the summer. Well, anyway, so I'm like, oh damn, so I'm like tripping. I'm like, dude, this is my friend's sister, and I'm like, oh man, we got in a fight. This is how speak, people speak when they have brains in our country. Yes, yeah. just for you, just this is the cultural elite here. <laughs> yeah. So, guy. Uh, by the way, if I ever worked on the uh, admissions board of a college and I saw the uh, first name Guy come across an app, I'd go right into the waste paper can. Uh, no guys named Guy, Buddy, or Rusty are making it into this university. That's my policy. Huh? I want guys named uh, Harold and uh, Woodruff. Okay. All right. So, what did you do? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just right here, dude, like, flipping out, like, oh, man, do I want to pursue this, or do I want to, like... Are you telling us that you're attracted to this woman? I mean, oh, yeah, dude, I liked it. I liked Guy, it. why is this your ex-best friend? Because um, when we went to high school together, um, he started, like, started hitting my girlfriend, so one thing led to another, and we ended up fighting. All right. And uh, what is that, the A train? Yeah. Blue line. Blue line? Are you still living under the tracks, Guy, or...? Basically. Okay. Guy, uh, she's fair game. Everyone's an adult now. Uh, You're off at college. You're attracted to her. You owe him one for hitting on your girlfriend many years ago anyway. We'll give you the green light. The green light, Adam? Yes, the green light. That means go. All right, Adam. All right, Guy. (laughs) All right. Take care, Guy. Okay. All right. Oh, yes. (laughs) These are the greatest minds America has to offer. A guy is uh, probably being courted by many uh, top 500 <laughs> companies as we speak. Oh, boy. And people make fun of me for not going to college. Imagine how stupid I'd have to be. <laughs> Richard. Yeah. You're 21. How's it going? Good. Well, um, i got a slight little problem here. Yeah. Um, I've been dating this one girl for about seven years or so. And uh, I would have to say about a year and a half ago... I started becoming attracted to men. Um, six months ago, I met a young gentleman. Um, we've been dating, sort of. And then about two and a half months ago or so, we, we finally started making love to one another. One another. What's going on in the background there? Are there oh. some sort of a gay pride rally or something? What's oh, no, going on back right there? Now. At work? Yeah. Airport? Are you working at the Gay Pride Rally, or what's going on in the background there? No, it's just normal work stuff. Like a train station. Yeah, what, you track nine. What do you What do you do? Um, I'm a manager. Oh, okay. And, uh, what What kind of organization? Fast food. Oh, fast food. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, you on your break or something? Or um, well, uh, they kind of don't know I'm in here. Oh, okay. They think I'm taking care of a customer complaint. Oh, oh I see. All right. Well, if someone comes in, we'll pretend to be an irate customer. All righty. <laughs> okay. All right, so you, you, you become physical with a guy. Yes, and um, it's starting to become serious. He's asked me to move in with him. Um, he really wants to move to Hawaii so we could get married because I guess that's one of the states where gay marriages are legal. And in the meantime, you have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. I don't know how to tell her or my parents. Mm. How, long have you been going, how long have you been going out with this guy? Um, with him, about six months or so. Most people that are in this kind of a situation, I, I, I don't get the sense from you that you're disturbed about this, that you're um, upset. 
I don't know. It's just, I mean, when, when I was a young child, I used to experiment a lot with, like, my neighbors and my friends and stuff. And I'd always be the one to perform fellatio. I'd always be the one to masturbate them. I mean, I was always really into touching another guy's penis. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's just, I mean, I guess I'm used to it. Well, that wasn't Drew's question, but, you know, as long as you wanted to divulge you, that's, that's fine. Uh, uh, well, all right, so we understand you've always been into guys, and maybe the whole relationship with women thing has just been a bit of a charade. Um, uh, do you feel well, that I way? I love her. I enjoy the intimacy with her. I just don't like... You're not physically attracted to her? It's To me, right. sex with a woman is dirty. Right, it's dirty, and it's it, it, it is for me too. But that I, it makes me like it more. <laughs> saucy, or, 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 saucy, yeah. Uh, so dirty. But, that's interesting. It's dirty. Uh oh. Drew wants to gamble all of a sudden. No, no, you don't want to gamble. It's just right, an interesting. Experience. Here's what Drew is saying, and uh, we'll uh, see what Olive thinks about this. But Drew's saying the guy's in a relationship. Uh, has been in a long-term relationship with he's a woman. A, he's in a mess. And all of a sudden, he meets this guy, and they're getting intimate, and he wants to move to uh, Hawaii, and um, he wants has to come to grips with telling his parents and telling his relationship. I mean, even if you were just a lot of guys us, be under a lot of stress yeah, right Even now. if you were just telling us mm. you were having another girlfriend and this was happening, people would be freaking out. I mean, it's huge issues. And you've got you've to sort of uh, come to grips with now, or at least what you're going to do in terms of coming out of the closet. But I think he feels like he's relieved. You do feel relief, don't you, Richard? In a way, yeah. That you're able, you're you're involved. So it's, you're so involved with this guy that, that oh, that's really what the counts I here. I spent every waking hour with him. Yeah. I make it. It's just, well, how does that work when you have a girlfriend? Um, I just tell her that I'm working a lot of shifts. All right. Well, just you got to end the girlfriend thing. You just got to do that. What what happens next is up to you. Yeah, and you're not uh, you're being a little dangerous too. Are you having safe sex with the guy? Definitely. How's the, is the Bahaman still intact? Yeah, uh, no. No, it's not. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you're having um, uh, butt love with a guy, you really, it's something you're, you know, your girlfriend deserves to know, yeah. doesn't well, Wouldn't you want to know? We're, we're both using condoms. Okay. Right, but and, and, look, you're cheating on the girlfriend in that relationship. You want to but, go on with this guy, do whatever you're going to do with that relationship, that's great. What you do with your parents, different issue. Okay. You deal with these things one at a time. How would I go about the parent thing? Um, what, I, what I you, call him from Hawaii. <laughs> That's uh, that'd be my advice. What are your instincts with that? Um, I just want to go in and say, Mom, Dad, um, this is my boyfriend Jeff. Um, we love each other. I'm sorry, Amber is no longer in the picture. Uh, yeah, but do you think you need to sort of do it all at once? I mean, you know, I've said this many a time, and uh, and and Drew always agrees because now now that he has kids, he always pictures his kids coming in, and whenever someone talks about you know mom, dad, whatever. Um, as a parent, a lot of parents would be upset if they found out that their male or female child was uh, gay. Uh-huh. They really would, and uh, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong. With that. I'm just saying this is this is the facts. A lot of parents aren't going to understand. They're going to be upset by this news. Now, what even makes them more upset, I would think, is if the guy or the girl that their uh, precious little angel was having intimate relations with was standing there next to them while they were telling them. 
I would work the uh, I'm gay, but I'm um, single angle for at least a couple of weeks and then uh, bring and then start weaning them on to the boyfriend thing. Don't give them. You, you know what I mean? You're kind of dropping two bombs at once there. It's a little aggressive. It's a little, well, little, I figure if I can get it all out of the way, too. because my parents are straightforward, hardcore Catholics. Right. So ah, yeah. yes. Hold on a second, Richard. we got to talk about you. <laughs> yes, Drew picked up the F.U. factor in this. Whenever we talk to people who say, I want to announce to my parents uh, over Thanksgiving dinner that I'm gay, we go... <laughs> Why would you want to do that? I mean, isn't that going to be uncomfortable? Why don't you wait till uh, the time is right, so on and so forth? Or, or for Christ's sake, you're 17 and a half. Uh, wait till you're out of college and then tell. No, I want to be truthful. I want to be forthright. They deserve to know. Really? That that sounds. It sounds like they're really going to react to that. How do you like? Uh, do you like your parents? I hate them. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's not the truth that you're so enamored with. It's busting your parents' nuts a little bit that you're excited about because what happened here is Richard's parents um, gave him that sort of Catholic uh, rhetoric the entire his entire life do this do that you'll be punished and now this is his way of saying uh, dad mom what would be uh, the worst would be your greatest possible. nightmare what, what, <laughs> as good Catholics uh, what would drive you to your grave about 10 years early uh, I'll give you A, B, or C. Uh, a, I got uh, fired from the uh, Arby's. Uh, B, uh, my girlfriend and I are having uh, uh, sex out of wedlock. Or C, I'm going to Kona next week with uh, Larry to take vows. To get married. Nothing formal. Uh, we're going to do it right out on no the beach. <laughs> there'll there'll be drinks and sodomy following uh, following the ceremony. Uh, what do you think would piss off Richard's parents the most? I see. Right. No. So it turns out uh, Richard does have some issues. Richard? Yeah. So you want to pay it's payback time. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. As I if as if managing at the fast food place wasn't enough. Uh-uh. You're really going to get them with the with the gay relation thing. Now, let me ask you this, Richard. How do you know that this isn't just payback? Um, I mean, how do you know that you really love this guy? How do you know you're uh, really gay? How do you know? How do you know? Maybe you're just so uh, bent mm, with anger. Well, okay, you're, you're at least bi. But what I'm saying is you're going to marry a guy, and some of it may be tainted with the anger that you have for your parents. Well, for 10 years, I've always been attracted to the guys. I've, I'm a crotch watcher. I love to see the guys bulge. I'm like, I, I just, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I've loved to touch penises. I love gay porn. I love it all. I mean, there's just something about another man that physically. No, 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 no. There's, we get no, that part. no problem with that. That's not. Why a, do you have a girlfriend? What he, what he's, what he's, what Adams is exploring is whether or not this gentleman, this, this is your first gay relationship, whether this is really what you think it to be. I mean, because so much of it, seems to be invested, you know, sort of perfused with this, uh, screw you parents. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, is, is well, it could it be? go with the almighty hippie answer? I believe that we are soulmates. I mean, I just feel this connection between us. 
You, yeah, you and your current boyfriend. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, but right. You realize how many fourteen-year-olds tell that? You know, heterosexual fourteen-year-olds say that when they first get involved. Well, yeah, but then again, I've been in a uh, uh, heterosexual relationship uh, for seven. Years. All right, all right. Okay. Uh, well, here's then my advice. I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise getting married so quickly because I'll treat it just like you're having a heterosexual relationship. You just met someone a few months ago, and maybe it wouldn't be the greatest idea to elope at this point. All right. Uh-huh. If you do go to Hawaii, say hi to uh, Don Hofor. So he's on the show, a very nice man. I think he uh-huh. scored some weed from him, too, <laughs> <laughs> judging from the way he spoke on the show. <laughs> Actually, when I asked Don, uh, Don, you got a lot of pot plants? Uh, I, I, you, you own a lot of land there in Hawaii. You uh, grow a lot of pot over there? And he gave me one of these. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, give me the lurch answer. Well, I'm a communications major, so maybe that'll help. All right, Richard. Uh, enjoy and uh, mahalo. Mahalo. Thank you very much. Mahalo. Oh, there he is. <laughs> That's Don Ho. Well, give us another one, Mike. Come on. Mahalo. <laughs> it's almost like that word was made for Don Ho to say it. Mahalo. <laughs> the guy sounds like he's like, it's almost like the sound of blowing on a conch or something. Like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Olive will return and we'll hear a little uh, something else off the Extra Virgin CD after this. Mahalo. The voices are trying to throw me off while they're. Tr- while I'm trying to concentrate on this. Okay, you're safe. Thank you. Love line will be right back. So I'm at this club, and some guy comes up to me and says, Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and I hope I'll be holding you tonight. Ah. Uh. All I could think was, there's got to be a better way to meet people. Well, there is. 1-800-DATELINE. You can trade messages with other interesting people or just explore for the fun of it. At 1-800-DATELINE, it's your call. And at just $2.99 a minute, it's not the same old pickup line. It's 1-800-DATELINE. 1-800-DATELINE, Inc. You must be 18 years or older. So I'm at this club and some guy comes up to me and says, Hi, I'm Mr. Wright. Someone said you were looking for me. Ugh. There's got to be a better way to meet people. Well, there is. 1-800-DATELINE. There are all these interesting people who call. I find the ones I like and record messages for them. And I love getting the messages they leave for me. At 1-800-DATELINE, I'm in control. And for just $2.99 a minute, it's not the same old pickup line. It's 1-800-DATELINE. 1-800-DATELINE, Inc. You must be 18 years or older. Imagine what life would be like if a former husband or boyfriend were stalking you. Imagine him peering in your windows at night, rummaging through your mail, following you, watching to see if you do something he disapproves of, something that makes him insane with jealousy, knowing it's only a matter of time until he attacks you. Imagine the fear you'd feel. For millions of women, it isn't hard to imagine at all. Each year, millions of women are attacked by former husbands and boyfriends. A terrifying number of them are brutally murdered. But the situation isn't hopeless. There are simple, effective things we can do to stop the violence. To get information on how you can help stop domestic violence, call 1-800-END-ABUSE. There's no excuse for domestic violence. This public service message was brought to you by the Family Violence Prevention Fund and the Ad Council. Dad, can you and a little... Can me and Olivia and you take me to the zoo? Kids need dads when they're babies. Daddy, can I tell you a secret? I think there's a monster under my bed. 
when they're little, when they're teens, when they're young adults. Dad, all my friends stay out till midnight. But sadly, most kids don't have a dad to rely on. Dad, I met the most amazing person the other day, and I was just wondering, how did you know that Mom was the one? Because most dads spend less than ten minutes a day with their kids. Dad, should I invest in a CD or a mutual fund? And what do you think? Being a dad is real simple. All it takes is time, and it takes a man to be a dad. Call one eight hundred seven nine zero Dads for free, helpful information. A message from the National Fatherhood Initiative and the Ad Council. McGruff here at the airport with some tips that can help make your traveling safer. Uh, pardon me, sir. Hmm? Hey, hey, aren't you... Uh... McGruff, the crime dog. <laughs> yeah, I thought I recognized the pause. Uh, where do you keep your wallet? My hip pocket. Well, uh, look over there at that man at the ticket counter. So? The guy behind him in line just bumped him. Yeah? And he could have picked his pocket while the man was talking to the ticket agent. Just like someone could have picked yours while you were looking over there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Put your wallet in your front pants pocket or your briefcase. Oh, yeah, yeah, really, sure. Another thing. Hold on to that laptop computer all the time. Don't put it down. It's too easy for someone to pick it up when you turn your head. Ooh, hey, you know, you're just full of good advice. Uh, thanks, McGrath. You're welcome. Uh, just remember, keep your wallet in a safe place. Never leave your bags or valuables unattended, even for a minute. Mm. Do that and you'll be helping uh, take, take a, a bite, bite out, out of crime. crime. You got it. A public service message from me, McGrath, the U.S. Department of Justice, the Crime Prevention Coalition, and the Ad Council. Aloha, this is Don Ho, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Corolla and Dr. Drew. Mahalo. <laughs> oh, this guy, it's Don Ho, is the greatest gig in the world. He owns uh, most of the islands over there. He's uh, got like a big candy company. He's just the uh, like official ambassador. He just hangs around his clubs and gets loaded, and um, he has a wife, but a bunch of girlfriends, and uh, it's really, it's it's really quite a life. And all of this in Hawaii. It's not like, um, yes, yes. What were you saying about uh, Don Ho? Just said you know he's got pork plants as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> allegedly. That's not to one interested I don't want to take his good name and uh, smear it all over the air, but uh, I asked him about it, and he basically said, uh, everybody has <laughs> And then he just sort of faded out at the end. Uh, all right. Hmm? What? Uh, no, Olive is here, and uh, we're going to hear a little something else off the uh, Extra Virgin CD. It is out in the stores, and this one is called I Don't Think So. I don't think so. Put <laughs> up there. Ah. Stay. 
I don't think so. From uh, Olive Off of the Extra Virgin CD. This is the first one. It uh, sold uh, billions in the, the UK, and now uh, they're out here to make some uh, some greenbacks. Yes. Hey, what about that? Uh, oh, wait a minute. I always ask our uh, guests, our foreign guests, this, but I don't know how it affects you. What about that common currency thing in Europe? Does that affect you guys? No. Well, it would do if they brought it in. It will do if they bring it in, but it's not there yet. No. The EQ. EQ. Right. Is that is that not for England? Is that for just like France and Germany and and? Uh, well, they're trying to discuss everyone in Europe doing it, but the English are saying, "Go away! Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to have Queen's head on. Dirty Take our sterling away from us." Oh, they don't want to go for that. Why don't everyone just go for dollars? That would be the easiest, wouldn't they it? all look the same. How do you deal with it? They're all exactly the same size, same shape, same color. Well, see, here's a problem. Here, here's why. I'll explain why. They're big numbers on it. I don't want to... Uh, <laughs> they do have the numbers. The numbers change, but, you know, you're giving away $100 instead of a, a let me, dollar. Let me, let me get to the real point here. Uh, the English spend lots of, times, lots of time and a lot of money in pubs. Uh. And they're usually quite loaded <laughs> at the time. And they're reaching <laughs> into the wallet... <laughs> And they don't know what the hell they're they need, grabbing they after, need touch, after uh, 30. Size, yeah, yeah, they need actually, you know what? They should have money. Uh, the, the English have money like sandpaper. Here we have like 60 grits, real coarse, <laughs> and the 120s a little finer. You wouldn't even have to God, look. Yeah. You just feel, yeah. And, you know, because, yeah, it's true here. Like when I was in Tijuana once, and I was, uh, actually, I've been there a number of times, but one of the times I was in Tijuana, I was at a strip club, and it's, you know, it's pitch black in the place, and you're getting drunk, and. You're reaching your wallet thinking you're giving someone a buck uh, to give them a tip, but you may be giving them 20 bucks or 50 bucks. Uh, actually, I knew I wasn't giving them 50 bucks. I didn't have, have it. And have 50 bucks. But uh, <laughs> I think one time I gave someone 20 bucks because of uh, the way they reacted after I gave it to them, which was in a bizarre sexual fashion. But uh, <laughs> we'll get into that right now. Uh, Amy. Yeah, hi. You're 22. Yeah, I have a serious problem. Okay, I have to drug test every Friday. And the other night I went out with some friends and I got really drunk and um, I had like bad judgment and they were smoking a lot of pot around me and then I didn't realize until later that it could have gotten in my system somehow and I was just wondering if I'll have like a dirty drug test. Mm-hmm. So you smoke pot? No, I didn't smoke pot. Come on, come on, who are you talking to? Come on, we're not your parole officer. No, if I smoked it, I wouldn't be calling here to ask you this, you know, because I'd know it would come up dirty. How long, when is the test? Friday? Yeah. And when were you exposed? Um, Sunday night, I think. No, no way. No Not way. At all, yeah. I mean, unless you were in a locked car with the windows up for several hours while people uh, had a bonfire of marijuana. Well, like a, yeah, they had like a sunsplash reggae festival right, right. in the yeah. back seat. No, we were in like a garage. No, it's a real. Kind did of, you feel high afterwards? Well, I was. I drank two Mickey's. I was pretty drunk. I, I don't know. It doesn't. No, you're 22 it? years old. Can't you get stoned in the house? <laughs> why are you? Why are you being? Uh, there was kids there sleeping. Why are you being drug tested? Oh my God! Your I'm kids? Whose kids were sleeping? Um, the girl that lived there. What are you on, what are you on parole? The one who was smoking pot in the garage? Yeah, they're having like a little party. Uh, we went bungee jumping that day. Oh. Uh, oh boy. What are you on parole parole for? For uh, drugs. I went to CRC, a rehab center. Yeah, didn't do much for you, obviously. Yeah, I did. I'm not using drugs. Amy, you're drinking alcohol. It's just a matter of time before you get back on drugs. 
You're not going to meetings. You're not working a program. Yes, I go to two meetings a week. And you tell them, you stand up and say, I'm still drinking alcohol? No. No. I've never had an alcohol problem before. Uh, Amy, the, the disease of addiction is a reward system disorder. And any substance that activates the reward system will trigger addiction with time. That's alcohol, pot, cocaine, speed, opiates, benzodiazepine, the Valium drugs. Any of these things will trigger addiction with time. And it's also impossible to practice an honest program while you're using substances. Yeah. I mean, you're not getting nothing done. You might as well. I mean, it's just a matter of time before you do use more consistently. So. Do you have any kids, Amy? Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. How many? One. Okay, Mama. <laughs> you're now Mama. Yeah. All right. Mama doesn't uh, smoke pot in the garage after a long day of bungee jumping. <laughs> What do you do, strap the kid to your ass when you jump off the bridge, or she just stay at home and watch Smurf? <laughs> Where are the kids when you're out bungee jumping and smoking pot for the day? I wasn't smoking pot. All right, well, you're watching, even worse, watching people smoke pot. Yeah. And drinking Mickey's, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah. Come on, I stopped drinking Mickey's when I was 16. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Amy, come on. Yeah, please, it's time to uh, join the uh, ranks of the adults. You have a child. Stop hanging around with those bungee-jumping losers. I don't trust those people. Please, come on. Okay. Stop screwing around with your life, your kid's life, and your sobriety and all that stuff. You already got pop once. That's yeah. it. All right? Okay, so it won't show up my test, you don't think? No, no. but it should. As a matter of fact, we're going to call them and tip them off. <laughs> okay. All right, Amy, all come right, on. Thanks. You got a kid. All right. Another right. interesting thing about, about addiction is that people with addiction tend to pursue thrill much more than the average person because thrill activates, again, that same reward system in a slightly extra physiologic way. And so the bungee jumpers, the extreme rock climbers, the skateboarders, addicts. Yeah. I, I always said those guys were high. <laughs> no way. I'm <laughs> strapping a rubber band to my ass and jumping off a bridge. To me, uh, that's something you do in a pinch. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, you know, like uh, like a James Bond movie. Uh, there's a, a truckload of Nazis coming one way. The other side is a bunch of uh, crazy uh, Shiite terrorists. Uh, there's only one way off the bridge. Uh, that's over the edge. So you you strap some cord to you and you jump. But it's not something you pay someone 50 bucks to do. No. This is something they pay you to do. That's what I'd want. I mean, like, how much? Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. You're 22. You got a kid. You're now mama. And we'll be back. I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Hey, that's not very nice. You kiss my mother with that mouth. I mean, your mother. Love line will be right back. We now join the Shaquille O'Neal Podcast Announcement Press Conference, already in progress. Shaq, I'm hearing rumors now that you have your own podcast. Is that true? Yes, sir, I do. And I have a fabulous partner, a guy by the name of John Kincaid. Is this partner guy as big a stud as you? No. Shaq, besides hoops, what are you going to be talking about? We're talking about everything. For example, my first one, you will hear Shaq's issues on Deflategate. It's not cheating. <laughs> you know what it's called? Competitive advantage. It's People, shut up. Download the big podcast with Shaq at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Also available on iTunes with new episodes every Monday.
Hello, I'm Damon. I'm Dave. I'm Graham. And we are Collectively Blur, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. Tony Ruthann and Tim are all here from Olive, and so is Dr. Drew. And when we left off, we weren't, we didn't leave off anywhere, did we? No. All right, you got a call there, Drew? Let's go. All right. Candace. Yeah. You're 18. Hi. Hey. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hello. Hello. Okay, um, I have a problem. Um, I've known this guy for about two years, and um, we've had a sexual relationship, and every time he starts seeing another girl or whatever, he totally ignores me for about a month, and a month goes by, and he starts talking to me again, and we sleep together again, and then the whole thing starts over again, and this has happened like four times now, and I don't know. I don't think he realizes, like, how much I really care for him, you know? Mm. I don't think you realize how little he cares for you, I'm sorry to yeah, say. Yeah, well, I do realize oh, that. pretty profound time. there, Drew. <laughs> wow. Every time he goes right happens. for the jugular, that Drew. He's all business. <laughs> and every time it happens, though, I, it's like... Deal, Candace, wait. Huh? Deal, reality on reality's terms. He doesn't care about you. Well, then, does he care about these other girls that he's with at the nope, same time? No, probably not. Nope. But he does not care about you. Because he really... Candace? He really... Candace? To, yeah. Candace. <laughs> forget about what you think he does or what you wish he does or what you feel. He doesn't care. That's reality. He's having sex. Yeah. That's his reality. That's but your reality. Like, he still hasn't realized how much it affects me, you know? Uh, of course not. Of course well, not. he doesn't care. He doesn't care. <laughs> and most guys don't understand how women are affected by this. They... and. And women don't even admit to themselves how they're affected by it. They Cosmo tells them they're supposed to behave like a man and uh, be happy about it, and it'll be fine. They, yeah. you know, they get what you want. Because I think uh, the thing that bothers me the most is that after it's happened four times still, every time he comes to me and he knows how emotionally attached I am to him. He doesn't care. But he has to deal with this every time because I, like, totally flip out emotionally. Yeah, all right, all the more evidence that he doesn't care because if he cared, he wouldn't put you through that. Yeah. Well, it's just a big ego boost. But it's like, I don't know, well. I don't know how to, I don't know, I just, I don't know. Because why would you put up with that? Why, why a guy that's, why, yeah, why a guy that is so emotionally unavailable to you? I don't know, I just, I care about him a lot. Mm. I know what you, I know what your reality is, but the reality you're having to deal with is totally different. But how can you care about somebody who carries on that way anyway? I well, mean, if, logically. If, if you've. If that's the way you've experienced intimacy in the past, it's, I don't know. It's like I try and keep I try and keep attached to the little bit that he lets me, only because you know. It, well, you're infusing it with all kinds of stuff. I'm what? You. It's all your project. You're infusing him with all kinds of things. Yeah. From your side. Because it's like you know, like all throughout my life, like things have been taken away from me. Ah, uh-huh. okay. Well, that's what we were getting at. Well, that's it's what... like I try, <laughs> try to hold on as much as I yeah, can. Yeah, but the only way you experience intimacy in the past is with people who leave or who are just not available. Mm-hmm. To really have an intimate relationship that is genuinely available and then lose that would be really reliving some of your past traumas. Yeah. All right, Candace, we're not going to gamble on your past because <laughs> she just told us what it was. Right. But we knew it anyway. Yeah. All right, enough of this. Here's what happens. Each time he goes uh, goes uh, awry and then comes back and you take him back, it lowers your self-esteem a little, it knocks you down a notch, and it makes you that much weaker for the next time yeah. uh, he comes around and does it. It's one of those vicious cycles. That's enough, Candace. I, I'm empowering you officially. All right? Okay. You just find a guy. You're 18. 
Your name's Candace. You got to be good looking. <laughs> and he, there's plenty of uh, young guys who'd be perfectly willing to hang out and uh, have a nice monogamous relationship with you. Yeah. But that'd be, that'd I, be I suspect, overwhelming. To her, uh, I suspect yeah. you won't be able to handle it. Yeah. But uh, they're out there. So, like when I start seeing somebody else, you know, he finds out about it, and that's when he's he's you know comes in between it again. All right. And of course, I always choose him. Right. All right. Because the, I care about him. He's a jackass. You don't really care about him. You're just acting out this old pattern. I mean, I hate what he does. Right. You know, but I let him do uh, it. See, he is what he does. <laughs> that is it. the reality. That's, uh, you know, I, uh, I really hated Hitler's actions, but I got to say he's a hell of a guy. Nice guy. A great guy. <laughs> Loved to have beer with him. <laughs> yeah, the whole rounding up the Jews thing, I didn't agree with that. But a great uh, great guy. Other, You know, if you could get past, uh, you know, that part, a fun guy. Like to <laughs> kick around the soccer ball. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a real cut up too at a party. I mean, I didn't, I didn't speak German, but uh, I could tell the rest of the crowd was very mute. <laughs> okay, listen, you are what you do. That's it. If you cheat, you're a cheater. You're not. You're not. You're not a warm, caring, uh, thoughtful guy who cheats. You're just a cheater. That's it. Okay, Chris. Hey, what's up, guys? You're 17. What's going on? Yeah. All right. I have a problem. Um, like in the last two months, I've had like intimate relations with two different girls. And both times, I'm worried because um, I've been having, like, problems getting, like, getting hard and stuff. And like, Were these your first two times? Uh, yeah, these are my first two times. Okay, it's very common for men, young guys to experience this oh, the fir- first time out. Very common. And then once it happens once, the anxiety about it potentially happening again actually causes it to happen again. And, then, like, both times when they're, um, like giving me head like i haven't really felt anything i want to know if that's uncommon too adam experienced that i did you said once it was somebody else's actually i was just saying that drew because oh. i wanted to make you mad uh. um what what i do oh oh, oh. <laughs> it's a little uh little gay humor there on love line uh yeah i did have this problem once once and only once i uh i might add uh it when you felt nothing yeah, well, once the penis is uh, is is gone astray, it, it will not be coming back that day. I should write uh, children's stories. Or <laughs> the penis that went astray by Adam Carolla. No, once once your penis decides uh, I'll have no part of this sexual experience, that's it. Then it becomes less responsive than it would be e- even under just normal circumstances. Meaning, if you didn't have an erection and you were alone. And you were relaxed. Well, you certainly could get something going uh, in a in a very brief period of time, especially at age seventeen. Yeah. But uh, but it actually goes on strike. It becomes the anti penis. Somebody else's. Yeah. Did you ever see that uh, episode of Knight Rider when uh, David Hasselhoff had the evil twin? No, I haven't. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I, like, what's so that your... was all the episodes of Knight Rider. <laughs> yeah. There were, it was the entire show. <laughs> He drove a big truck and tried to run him off the road. And you knew it looked like Hasselhoff, except for he had the goatee. So he was evil. But uh, the point is, is this is your penis's evil twin. And it will have no part of sex. Uh-huh. All right. So here's what you need. You need to find yourself a partner that you feel a little bit relaxed uh, around. And don't rush into anything. And then once you have a successful outing, that will be it. You'll be on top of the world. I predict you'll be a, a porn star within three weeks. <laughs> All right. All right, Chris. All right, thanks. All right. Yeah, it, it, once you attempt to have sex and it doesn't work out, I, it, Drew, 
multiple penis disorder. <laughs> exactly. I wish I had that. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Drew. Yeah. If a guy, a young man, attempts to have sex for the first time and cannot achieve an erection, yeah. you can say almost certainly that Anxiety. the second time he attempts to have sex, it's, he's going to suffer from the same it, thing. Particularly right? if he's with another person at the sex. You know, it's not a. If it's not a much more comfortable situation, it's certainly going to happen again. Right. Okay. Tobin. Sleep. Tobin? Yes. Hey, you're 29. What's going on? Uh, Well, I I had some problems with something you said earlier when you were talking to Brooke. Who's Brooke? Brooke, the breast reduction. Brooke was the one that had the breast reduction. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, you you seemed to dog her pretty hard for having that breast reduction. You were saying, you know, if I was the boyfriend, I'd be right there in the hospital with you. Right. I'd be going up there going, you know, give me one last try. No, I was just meant to show support. Come on. Okay, well, you know, there's a lot of us men out there who don't like the larger breasts. Okay. And that's all I'm calling for is just to say, you know, you know it's not... It's not quantity, it's quality. Mm, Okay. Yeah, but if it's good, you want more of uh, whatever's good, don't you? No, not necessarily. You'd rather have small breasts. Well, if if they're nice, hell yeah. Okay. Or heck yeah. Okay. Have you you touched one? Oh, I've touched a lot. (laughs) Really? You don't got much of a rap for a guy who's touched a lot of breasts, Tobin. I got to tell you, you do well with the ladies? I'm not the smoothest of individuals. We, we picked up on that. All right. Yeah, no, really? <laughs> your, your friends don't call you Silk? No. no. Okay. <laughs> they, they call me God. There's a difference. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Tobin's totally insane. I knew any man who likes small breasts <laughs> has to have some sort of mental problem. Tobin is uh, proof positive of that. Now, there are, I, I will dispel a myth. Um Men do react to large breasts. There's no doubt about that. No doubt at all. No doubt at all. But if you really corner most men and say, um, what kind of woman would you like to be with, Uh, especially if you're talking in a more long-term fashion, uh, who are you most attracted to or what size, they'll usually go for the medium to smaller, nicely shaped breasts. And uh, my argument for this is look at all the sex symbols that we have in our society, whether it be, um, you know, Cindy Crawford or or whoever the uh, model du jour is these days. None of them have exceptionally large breasts. Now, there are the, uh, you know, sort of Pamela Lee Andersons and that in that sort of world. But most of the women that are considered the classic beauties of our society, uh, Princess Diana, this was uh, not a, uh, to use a uh, local reference for you guys, this was not a, a woman who was uh, stacked, yet uh, many men thought of her as uh, one of the most uh, beautiful women in the world. Hmm. I never really was on board with that. I thought she was nice looking, but, uh, you know, I wasn't, uh, wouldn't have put a poster <laughs> up or anything. But, uh, oh, you know, we have all, we had a British band in here. We never even tapped on this whole uh, Princess Di thing. Okay. All right. Were you guys broken up about that? No. No. It's really sad, but we're not. We're sick of it now. It's sad for the boys. The it's really on the TV really every sad. day. It's on, it's in the papers every day, and everyone's talking about it. And right, I think everyone genuinely feels very sad for the two boys, but yeah, we have no sort of That's it. great sympathy with the royal family or anything because 
Right. They treated a crap anyway. So. Now, you guys don't all live at the palace? I don't know how it oh, works yeah, over there. Oh, yeah, I actually own Buckingham Palace. I'm letting them stay there for a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're, uh, is, is that considered a flat, or is that bigger? A condo. <laughs> Windsor's are flat. Oh, I see. All right. Tyne House. We will be back. I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. Shenanigans. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Shenanigans. Blinds galore. Ah, measuring, picking out the perfect blind, installing it. Blinds galore is going to help you every step of the way. We do it here. They do it there. They take care of you, man. We use it at the shop. I use it at my house. It's kind of nice, actually, that pull the metal chain and you just kind of dial it in yeah. just let the Good right blinds. amount in uh you don't have to leave the house you don't have to go to the big box store you don't have to talk to slack john employee just go online 100 percent custom made just for you just for your windows and damn the the damage that the sun first off heats up your house i mean picture your you know when you get in your car on a summer day and the windows all rolled up and you climb in and it's just like a terrarium of yeah. death? And you can see the heat signature in the, sh- yes. the shadow. Yes, mm. and now it's bleaching out your furniture and your and your carpet. And if you're like me, the, the dog. dog. Yeah, the dog <laughs> sits right there. Bleach sunblast. You used to have a black lab. That's right. Molly used to be black lab. <laughs> free samples, free shipping, and... The best. Blindsgalore.com. Go today. Let them know I sent you. That's blindsgalore.com. All right. So uh, if you got to kick a little uh, Falklander ass, uh, the queen would have, to, uh, would have to uh, give the big thumbs up. All right, uh, Drew, you all right? It's Falkland, F-A-L-K. Oh, Falklands. <laughs> I don't know what Did that sound like that? I said Falklander. <laughs> what did I say? F-U Lander? Mm-hmm. No, I said, I said. Mike, come on, please. You know, you didn't have to dump that, did you? We got to turn snacking to a F and small. <laughs> all right, all right. Sometimes I get mad and I say the F word, but uh, I said Falklander. All right, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Olive. We do uh, appreciate it. We are plum out of show. Uh, much luck, much success to you, and cheers. Thanks. And uh, anytime you're in town, uh, give it six months, but anytime <laughs> you're in town after that, uh, feel free on uh, stopping by. Uh, you can even have uh, the label feed me. I'll gladly accept another meal. <laughs> Extra Virgin is the name of the CD. Uh, it's a great CD. Go out and get it. It is out now, and uh, be one of the first kids on the block. Until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Said Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs> this concludes another PodcastOne.com program.